This is Burgos Ed, the podcast that answers all your questions you never dare to ask about banking. And I'm your host, Aurelia Rauch. Hey there. So this podcast tries to tackle all the topics that, you know, you kind of missed asking when you had a chance to ask or that simply nobody ever explained to you. And something super fundamental, for me at least, was to understand the difference between equity and bonds. And uh, here with me today to tackle this topic are René Bolha. Good morning. And Frederik Carstensen. Hi, Freddy. Hi, Aurelia. Frederik, do you want to just dive right in and explain to me what exactly are equities? Yes, with pleasure. Um, first of all, when we talk about equities, they are also often referred as stocks or shares. Right. So I will use these terms interchangeable, but I talk about equities. And many of our listeners probably heard of the word equities in, in finance lectures, for example, or by trading them on the stock market or by investing in, in real estate, for example. We will focus today solely on investment uh, equities as an investment vehicle. So let's assume um, on the capital markets, there are basically two options to invest, which is either to buy equities or buy bonds. Okay. If you buy equities, um, you take ownership in a small part of a company, mm -hmm. or in case you buy all the equity, all the shares, you are the sole owner of a company. Mm -hmm. And the basic idea of a company is to make profits. And as a shareholder, you're entitled to some of the profits. So let's assume you hold 10% of the company, mm -hmm. you're entitled to 10% of the profit for taking the risk of owning the stock. And this profit is distributed by the company in form of a dividend. So by the end of the year, uh, if the company makes a profit, um, a dividend is paid out to the shareholders. Mm -hmm. um, There are differences between um, Europe and uh, the US, for example. In Europe, it's usually once a year. In the US, it's, it's usually quarterly. And you're not, uh, so I, I said theoretically, because you're not uh, receiving all the profits usually, because the company sometimes keeps some of uh, the profits for research or machinery or development, depending on the business model. Right. So all publicly traded companies have a quoted share price, um, which is the price you have to pay for one single share of equity. Right. Um, for example, Apple, we're all familiar with. Mm -hmm. um, huge company. The current share price is approximately 120 US dollars. Okay. And there are 17, approximately 17 million shares in total. So if you multiply these two numbers, you get a market capitalization or enterprise value of approximately uh, 2 trillion US dollars, right? Okay. which is huge. I yeah. mean, it's the, the largest uh, trading company. And it's also part of the S&P 500, which uh, lists all the companies by market capitalization in the US. But I think there will be a different podcast about indexes about and, and, and so on. So if you now decide to buy, for example, five stocks of Apple uh, at a price of 120, you invest 600 US dollars and you do that because you assume the price of Apple goes up. And by 
the time you sell, maybe one year later, if the price goes up to say 150, you would have made a profit of $150, mm -hmm. neglecting all the trading costs or taxes, for example. Awesome. Thanks, Freddy. That was a really good foundation forming explanation. But now over to René. René, bonds, that's your, that's your area. Exactly. As Frederick said, the purpose of a company is, of course, to create value and eventually make a profit. As long as the company has a steady cash flow stream and withholds the generated revenues by not paying out a dividend, it has the ability to grow from its own activities, from its own like sources. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, or rather quite often, there are more available projects to like extend the production facilities or to uh, enter new um, product lines um, and the internal money does not does not uh, is not so sufficient to finance all these projects yeah. and this is when the companies um, go to the capital markets and issue debt in contrast to equities where the holding period is actually up to you you can decide to sell the equity shares mm. at any day mm -hmm. uh, but you can also decide to keep it unlimited mm -hmm. um, you have some kind of natural maturity date with bonds so when you enter into bond bond investments usually with plain vanilla bonds you know okay in five years or seven years the final maturity will be reached and i receive mac back my initial investment right okay um in some cases, we talked about Apple or Frederick talked about Apple. In some cases, it's not either or, but both. So Apple is not only having the largest market capitalization when it comes to equity valuation, but also has quite a sizable amount of outstanding debt mm -hmm. in the market. Currently around 70 issues with 170 billion US dollar equivalent. The beauty for investors is that given no default of the company, you pretty much know what you will get. So as I said, the bond has a final maturity. In the meantime, you receive coupon payments, which is some form of interest. And in the end, you get your money back and you, you actually exactly know or more or less know what you will receive. That is why they are called fixed income investments. So can I summarize from just having these quick explanations from both of you sort of back to back? It sounds to me like the one is secure than the other. Is that right? If you look at the capital structure of a company, that is indeed right. Uh -huh. um, having a share in the company, being like a fraction owner of the company, of course, exposes you to more um, potential gains if the equity prices rise. But also, as Frederick pointed out, um, you're also exposed to the opposite direction. When sure. the company does not succeed, then you see it in the valuation of your fraction shares. Right. And when you look at the capital structure of a company, there is kind of a ladder starting with the most um, secure uh, and safe investments, which would be um, covered bonds. Covered bonds, as the name says, are bonds that are covered with some kind of collateral, mm -hmm. most often even over collateralized. Mm -hmm. um, next step is um, senior secured or senior unsecured debt. So it's a little bit lower in the priority. Subordinated, as the name says, is subordinated and paying back. And then at the end, you come up with a being an entrepreneur or a business owner in form of the equity ownership. 
Rene, now you're already touching on the different kinds of bonds. Before you dive a bit more into detail there, um, Freddie, quick question to you. Are there different types of equities as well? Yes, there are. Um, the most common ones are basically um, common stock and preferred stock. Okay. Um, common stocks are ordinary shares with voting rights. That means if you own a share, you are basically entitled to give your vote on annual shareholder meetings on, on important subjects. Yeah. And if you own preferred stock, which is less common, um, you don't have voting rights, but you have the priority over common stock. And you also usually receive a higher dividend than, mm -hmm. than common stock. Okay. There are also other types uh, like registered shares, but these are less common. And you can identify all these um, stocks by an ISIN, for example, which is the International Security Identification Number. And all these companies or all these equities have, have an ISIN, mm -hmm. how you can identify them. Mm -hmm. Okay, back to bonds. It sounded really like the main difference between the types of bonds is in the um, capital structure of the companies. Is that right? Does that do it justice? Well, it's only one fact indeed. I mean, different to equities, which are usually usually listed at one particular space, so be it Frankfurt or New York, um, the issuers of debt securities uh, usually issue in different currencies, for example. Uh, in addition, you have, of course, capital structure, and then there are also um, differences in the rating quality, so investment grade versus high yield, mm -hmm. and some more uh, f features that are below the surface, but this would be too deep for this episode. We might come back to that in a different episode, but for now, I think an important point, though, is how do I even get this? So as an investor, how you just mentioned, for example the stock market in Frankfurt. But how do I as an investor get to buying bonds? Well, in general, there are two ways. Um, before the shares can be traded, there has to be like primary market activity. So okay. in the equity space, it's called initial public offering, where the company um, gets listed in the equity markets. Um, and once these um, securities are available in the market, are tradable in the market, there is a secondary market. So you and I as, as um, private investors can then uh, invest uh, over the secondary market platforms. And in the bond space, it's pretty similar. So, um, of course, um, there are regular um, primary market issuances, but the bulk happens indeed in the secondary market. Okay, Rene, last question. Bond challenge. Why should I buy them? Depends on your investor profile. If you are young or for some other reasons looking more into um, a sharp increase in your valuation, um, then bonds are probably not the right tool for you. But if you're looking for a steady and quite reliable income, income stream or um, you have to know that you get your money back at, to a particular date, then, you're, uh, then we should talk about bond investments. <laughs> okay. And Frederick, same question. Why should I buy stock? Um, yes, as uh, René already mentioned, it depends on, on several factors, actually. Uh, depends on your investment horizon, how risk averse you are, if you need the money uh, currently. For our younger listeners, um, I would uh, always opt for equities um, because you, you have a long time horizon and you can sit through uh, temporary losses uh, because 
I believe in, in the end you get more return on equities over the long term. Awesome. Thank you both very much. I think this was super important and very insightful. Um, any Anything left to say from your end? No, shaking of hats. Great. <laughs> thank you very much for being here today. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Aurelia. And thank you guys very much for listening. Feel free to let us know if you have any follow-up questions to this. This was pretty high level explanations and we're happy to dive into details at any point. Um, just shoot us an email. There is an email address below this episode. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs>